Hey guys, it's Dan. Just wanted to put this slight disclaimer at the beginning. This is really half of a review. Simon and I recorded a review of I Became Birds by Home Is Where this week, and we had a good time, but I made a mistake, and we lost the first half of the recording and a good chunk of the back end, too. So this is most of what we said. We had so much fun, I didn't want to cancel this week's episode, but I have to tell you, we kind of missed a lot of the track by track and then our outro as well. So with that in mind, enjoy what we do have of this review of I Became Birds. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I like it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. <laughs> yep. Assisted Harakiri is actually a really good song. I mm-hmm. believe when I clicked on it on Bandcamp, it was the first song that was prompted. I think they can choose that. I didn't listen to it then, but now I can see why they did that. Because mm-hmm. it's it's super catchy. It's punky. It like grabs you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they released it as a single, but I feel like it could have been a single, if that makes sense. Let me see if they ever did. They released one of them as a single because I accidentally clicked on the single. Uh, scientific classification of stingrays. Oh, so you... I was right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Simon won. Daniel zero. Yeah. And that is the story of only the best podcast. Uh, the old country <laughs> was a fun, like, tone down, change tones again on our way out of the album. It reminded me of the opening song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that must have been done on purpose. You know who else did that? Who? The hotel hotel Yeah. All right. So here's the fun thing. Simon has done nothing but compare this album to The Hotelier. I have actually all of my takes on this album and why it's so dang popular are relations to other bands as well. And so if anyone from the band ever hears this, I love this album, and please don't take offense to any of the comparisons we make. Yes, I'm an idiot, so if I'm completely 100% wrong... Me too, and I feel like the internet is actually going to tell me how stupid I am for all the comparisons I've been making. That is fair. Like, when I first heard this album, Mm -hmm. the the week I heard it, like, I think it must have been the next day, I was in the car with Abigail, and I told her, I was like, you know what? Maybe it might not have been the next day because I feel like I had posted about it somewhere and a bunch of people actually responded to it and were talking about it. It was on Reddit. Reddit Uh, Reddit crucified me for some of my takes about this album. Really? Yeah. Oh, I will. I'll look into that. What did they say? Let's get into that. Oh, well, just like it it was probably because I laid it a little too thick with the hotelier comparisons. (laughs) Because I'm I'm the only human being in existence who likes the hotelier. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So see, that's I'm, I I 100 deserve. That. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I listened to two or three hotelier songs that you told me to one time. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I 100 deserve all of the flack I get. For okay. That. No. Well, after I started seeing a bunch of people talking under my post and a bunch of people posting on their own on like Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. I told Abigail. I said, these guys are going to be scene darlings just like modern baseball. In three years, they, like, three to five years, they're going to be what modern baseball, like, people are going to talk about them in the same way. You know, I 100% agree with that. Once they get, like, a full-length album Mm -hmm. out there, 
Yeah, that the word the the phrase that came to mind was "scene darlings" because that's yeah. I feel that's like that's a great that. way to describe it. And yeah, the they've just got that that thing, you know, that the, spirit, the feel. Yeah, and I was like that that spirit grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Looking at the like, the, re- the response to this album, listen to this. <laughs> and then a few days later, I was listening to it again, mm-hmm. and this the spirit of the album grabbed me again. And I was like, this album makes me want to listen to In Utero by Nirvana next. <laughs> it was almost like they shared the same spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of just brash, very... What is... Let's see. This is not going to be a new, hot, cool take on Nirvana. But let's let's call it... Listen to us, pop, we're good. Pop... pop literate literate like like nirvana was very literate in pop cobain loved the beatles that he knew you know how to write pops you know what i mean there's this net there's this knowledge that you've got to know to like make theory. songs pop yeah, theory. yeah 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 the, but also the brash punk mm-hmm. nastiness in utero is my favorite nirvana album it's actually the one i've probably listened to more than twice yeah, chris vetter's my personal hero of mine so Stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody say goodbye to Simon. (laughs) I'm off the podcast. This is my farewell episode. Uh, No. And so I was like, oh, oh, it has the same energy as in Mm -hmm. utero. And then a few days later, I'm listening and I'm caught by a third, a third wave of the spirit of this EP. Mm -hmm. It came back again. And it reminded me so much of Me Without You. Somebody... I don't know who that is. Okay, well, they were a band that got popular by touring with Paramore and Brand New. And they were a post-hardcore band that the dude would, like, like, scream about Aesop's fables and then start screaming in French. And then he started doing um and then people thought it was a christian band and then he started singing about islam and they were like so is this um, is he muslim and then he's got a lot of like jewish similar he's a very like like those abrahamic religions and i think he says that he's just all of them or something i don't know i don't get it it's a religious band he screams in a bunch of different languages and it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I'll send you some later. Oh, cool. Me without you is fun yeah, and I like cool. A, I and like they have boxing. an album. They have an album about a circus train breaking down in Mariah's Pass, actually, where we are recording. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, yeah. yeah they have a whole album about a circus train and like all the circus animals arguing with each other and stuff up there. It's interesting. Huh. Very, very weird. And I'll send. I'll send you some. The spirit just felt the same again. Okay. All of the three bands that I felt the same spirit as, they all have really emotional fan bases. Just very, very tied to them. You know, you're never going to rip a real modern baseball fan away from That's modern fair. baseball. You're never going to rip a real Nirvana fan away. Same with me without you, I feel like. And I feel like this album and this band... Home is where 
is going to have the same kind of fan base forever. I really do feel like they're going to be seeing Darlings for a long time and they're going to have a rabid fan base forever. I feel like that's part of the appeal too because like mm-hmm. some people are going to identify with the sound, some are going to identify mm-hmm. with the the spirit like yeah. you were saying, some are going to identify yeah. with the lyrics. Yeah. And so I was overthinking this afternoon what all of Oh, uh, uh my apologies guys. I can't control my neighbor's children. So oh, I didn't hear even that. hear him. Oh, so good. I think we're we're probably fine. Okay. <laughs> um I was trying to figure out the tie, like what would, what's the common thread between all these bands I was making comparisons to, and I realized something. It was this energy, this gut energy of understanding, if that makes sense. I think, and I, I, may, I am totally overthinking this, but that's what <laughs> podcasts are for, guys. I... I kind of thought this, and this might be really stupid if someone who's actually read a book or two hears what I'm saying and they're like, you're an idiot. I think art, good art, you can make good art from a place of emotion, Mm -hmm. or you can make good art from a place of knowledge. But when a passion brings emotion and knowledge together and creates an understanding, then you have great art. So, think, uh, let me see what I like. I like that. Yeah. So, like, an emotional, like, an emotional person, just an emotional person, mm-hmm. couldn't just go be modern baseball. Modern baseball was the emotions of these people with their understanding of their own limits. They had, through all their records, you can tell they had an understanding of their own limits. They comprehended their limits. They comprehended their scene. They took their emotions, took their passion to bind those together, and built understanding. Same with Nirvana. Nirvana, they all had very, very real comprehension of the musicians that came before them in rock and roll. They had very good comprehension of the scene they were in in Seattle. They had emotions that were tied together in the passions, and then they, there's just this understanding of the music. That comes I, out I think that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I just agreed with you agreeing with me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. No, yeah. Um, and I feel that same, that same vibe here with Home Is Where. When I see, when I hear just the raw emotion in the tracks themselves, when I hear the understanding, the the comprehension of poetry in their lyrics, mm-hmm. when I see they make posts or or on their Bandcamp, I don't remember where I saw this, where they said, "Hey, if you can't afford to get this album, just PM us and we'll send you a download link." You know, we know times are hard and stuff. They didn't have to do that for a number of reasons. If you want an album for free, you don't actually need the artist to give it to you anymore. Mm -hmm. But they understand what it takes to make connections with people. I can tell just by that. They understand what it takes to make emotional sounding songs. And they understand what it takes to make an earworm. And they, they, there's just this understanding that comes through in them. And I think that's why they are actually going to last forever. And I can say that right now. Even if this was the last release ever, I feel like 
there is going to be a lot of people who are never going to let go of this EP. Cult album. Yeah. Like, I... This with, is... All, I can already... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. already a cult album. So, uh... And that was my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh... So, in conclusion... Uh... Great album. It was so good, dude. Great group of folks. Be sure to... Be great sure aesthetic, to if you look at pictures him, of them, too. Great aesthetic. Great album art. Great... Yeah. Just embodies... Well, yeah. Just... Em- just embodies the scene. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where we cut out again. So sorry for the short episode again, but I hope you had fun, and I hope you give I Became Birds a listen if you haven't already. I'll be throwing the link to the band camp down in the description of the episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and no one is here to scream bye, babies, and I refuse to do it two episodes in a row. So, until next week. <laughs>